guys, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome back to Beat Fires and we are on episode three. Episode three, you know, come on. We're looking for consistency here. That's what we're going for. Consistency, consistency. Yo, I want to appreciate everybody who checked out episodes one and two. This is the reintroduction of Nola Mute. I've even had to go and rename a few things and stuff. But yo, I appreciate the love that has come from you guys towards myself and this podcast. Uh, people talking about the vulnerability, the stories. Thank you so much for just opening up, not just as a guy, but as a black guy and everything. Yo, that's what this is all about. It's all about, but it's not really about myself. It's more so about sharing these stories of, of tests, of trials, and the lessons that we've learned from them so that you're, hopefully they can help yourself. And I'm so excited for the guests that are coming our way, but you're, that's all in a few weeks. I just want to say thank you so much. Guys, if you're coming across me for the first time or if you watched episodes one and two, then you guys need to make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. Please make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to this on Spotify and Apple Music by now, then yo, you need to go and follow, 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 follow. Make sure that you have you have subbed up and everything. It's going to help the podcast, helps us get out there, helps the algorithm push us out a little bit more so more people can find me, find this channel and join the community and everything. So let's go, let's go, let's go. Don't be shy. Come on, come on, come on. Yo, I just asked you to like subscribe. You've not done it. What's the problem? What's the problem? Do we have beef? I don't know. Come on. Guys, no, but now I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, Thank you to everyone who checked out, like I say, last week's episode. That was real vulnerable, talking about the loss of my son, Ocean, from my perspective and from that male perspective. Um, But your people were just like, we appreciate it, but ah. Go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. And I'm just like, you're deeper. They're just like, yeah. If you're going to come and tell it, then tell it. So guys, that's what it is. I have to tell it all. I have to tell it all. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, just dipping my toes into this whole thing and making sure, you know, I'm, I'm, if I'm, okay, let me be authentic. I'm, I'm just dipping my toes in. I'm just like, okay, let me just test the temperature. How do people respond? How do people react and everything? And I, should, I probably should have just gone you know, full force in, but we're here now, innit? So that's what we're going to do this time. We're going full force in because you're, you're correct. If I'm going to tell it, then let me come and tell it all. And today's episode, today's episode is all about testimony time, I think. It's about, it's about that time. It's testimony time. And I don't know why I shy away from telling my testimony sometimes. Um, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't. So, yo, this is, this is shrugging all of that off, shaking all of that off and just really coming coming with it and just coming to tell like what it is and everything and for those of you who maybe you know this isn't your cup of tea you'll stick around stick around stick around you might you might feel something you might hear something um and everything like that don't don't rush off don't rush off don't rush off but yo Let's take it all the way back. Let's take it all the way back to 19... No, let's take it back to my younger days, though. Let's take it back to my younger days. And I was raised... I was raised in a strong Christian household by a strong Christian mother. Honestly, I really, really was. Bible was always being spoken. The name of Jesus was always being spoken. Worship music... It was always on TBN. You guys know that TBN, Premier Christian Radio, UCB Radio. All of that was always going on and everything. Yo, our mornings looks like this. I've got three siblings. Our mornings looks like mum waking us all up at a crack of dawn. 
crack of dawn, sometimes even before that, the sun's not even awake yet. And where we have to, we had to come into um, mum and dad's room. Dad was sleeping. <laughs> dad was sleeping. But we come to mum's side of the bed, and there was the there was the wardrobe, wardrobe, and the, and then they had like the the chest of drawers, and the chest of drawers had the TV on it, and we would all gather around in a circle, and mum would lead us through our morning prayers, you know. Um, and with the morning prayer, she'd then do a morning scripture. Usually it would be a psalm or something like that. Mum would read us through the psalms. And then she sent send us back on our way and send us away for the day. But that was the household I grew up in. So I've always grown up with a knowledge of God, a knowledge of who he is, his goodness towards us and everything like that. So as life progressed, yeah, in secondary school, I kind of strayed away a little bit, did my own little thing, you know, those secondary school moments. A lot of you secondary schoolers are kind of going through that right now and everything. Yo, it's all right, it's all right. We see you, but try to stay close to him. Um, but yeah, strayed away in secondary school, did my thing. But then I came around to, to college times, joined this Christian choir and came back to those things that mum had taught me from when I was younger and everything. That then looks like when I was 18, I went to Bible college instead of going to university, that was not in a plan, trust me, it wasn't in a plan, it just kind of felt like something that came up on the inside of me all of a sudden, I was just like, you know what, I need to go and follow that, that's going to be a real strong video when I get to that video, but you're sticking to the story, sticking to the script, um, I then go to Bible college when I'm 18, finish when I'm 21 and then work for the ministry and everything, do all my time in the ministry right up until the age I'm 24 and then boom the whole ocean thing happens and the ministry get rid of me the church tell me that they won't, they don't want me in the church no more and they come and make an example of me and I'm now their bad guy yo that's where we are in episode three and everything sorry last week's episode episode two so now episode three I want to tell you guys the fallout the fallout from all of that because that's really the testimony part that's really the part of where I feel like a lot of people can kind of relate to, especially you people who have known God or grew up knowing God in some way, shape or form. But now you're just like, nah, I don't really do all of that because something happened maybe, or maybe you just decided that's just not for me and whatever. Cool, no problem. I relate to that. Stick around. Maybe you can kind of see yourself, find yourself in this little bit of a story. But yo, that's where we are. Like I say, raised by a strong Christian mother, strong Christian values. However, with the whole losing ocean and everything and that whole debacle, this is where we are. No, no church, no one around me, no community, lost the job, lost my sense of direction, lost in a way my sense of who I am. Can you imagine? You know, you've, you've had this, all this Christian upbringing and all of a sudden the Christians don't want you around no more and stuff like that. So I kind of lost a sense of, oh we backed all the way out, <laughs> kind of lost a sense of who I am and stuff. So um, that's kind of like, that's where I was. And that takes me up into January, 2020. Lockdown is happening in full force and everything. So it's mad. Life is mad. Time is mad. All right. So I remember a few days after losing Ocean, right? Got no one around. I am, I'm living in a shared house. I leave the shared house just to go for a little bit of a walk. And I'm like, okay, 
I'm real low at this time, obviously. I've just lost a child, just gone through a massive ordeal. I'm so low. I'm telling you, I'm so broken in this time. And I remember walking around and in a way saying like a little bit of a prayer. And that prayer was, God, I'm lost. I'm lost. That's literally all the prayer was. It was just like, I'm completely lost. And by that, it's like, okay, I do, like I just said, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know who I have around me anymore. Um, I don't know how to make the situation better or how to come up out of this situation. I don't know anything. I'm lost. And that was a real broken prayer. That was like the most broken prayer that I could possibly say. There wasn't like any big words or nothing like that. It was just, just what it was. And subsequently after that, things just spiraled in a, in a worse, worse way. What, did that, what do I mean spiraled in a worse way? So I had this massive pain. I had this massive pain on the inside of me, which was like, which was deep. We just spoke about disappointment last week, but this pain was, it was underlying all of that disappointment. Just this deep pain of like, I can't believe this has happened. Where was my God in it? Where are these people? Now I feel rejection. Now I feel shame. Now I feel smaller than what I've done. Now there's a whole bunch of anxiety on the inside of me because of like, well, what do I do with life and stuff? And I remember, I remember coming to a point or getting to a point where I was just like, okay, I can't see a way out. So maybe I just end it all completely. Now I remember that thought coming in my head so strong, so strong. I was like, yo, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this. I can't make it through this particular situation. And up until then, I'd gone through different things. I'd had different tests and different trials, but that one, I was like, I can't, I can't see myself overcoming that or getting through that. So I began looking for tablets. I began looking for pills I could take, pills I could pop that would end it. I remember one particular day, I'd done all the searching and stuff, and I had the thing on, on, on my phone, the, 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 pill, the pill packet on my phone, and I, was, I, I went down to the local Morrisons, and I was roaming down the aisles, or gone back and forth from the pharmacy, just looking to see, okay, am I going to go through it? Am I going to go through it? But then all of a sudden, there was just this voice, or just this thing, whatever, on the inside of me saying, this isn't, this isn't what we're going to do. This isn't, this isn't, this ain't it. This ain't it. You know better. We're not going to do this. And I guess that kind of stopped me, that kind of feeling, that voice, was a real stop. It was just like, no, nah, we're just, we're just not going to do that. Um, and that's me telling y'all as well, because I know some of you are thinking, it's just like, nah. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You're stronger than that. You're stronger than that. So I couldn't go down that route. So then I was just like, okay, well, I still have all this pain, all this hurt on the inside of me. Do you know what? Alcohol. Let's do it. <laughs> so I remember I was just I was just drinking, 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 and drinking turned into puffing, 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 and everything like that. And I was I just got involved in all of these habits and these things to try and mask and deal with this pain that was that was moving around on the inside of me, to try and hide myself from this level of shame that was put upon me and that was on the inside of me and this rejection that I had felt as well from this church or from these from the church, from this church and from the church and everything like that. And from also, I guess, a loss of God because come that time, you know, a few weeks to a few months afterwards, it was just like, 
there wasn't any praying, there wasn't any reading the Bible, there wasn't any presence of God that I could feel in my life, especially in lockdown. Remember, this is happening in lockdown. So there wasn't like a people that I could gather around. I was just kind of going through, going, going through life, you know, going through time, should I say, going through time. And the only, the only lifeline I really had in lockdown was, um, what's the app? The app, home something, home whatever. It's not, it's not Clubhouse. Is it Clubhouse? No, it's not Clubhouse. Clubhouse came after. But there was one which came before it, which was, it was, it was so lit. It was so lit um, that everyone was jumping on. Yo, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you know what it is, then let me know in the comments. It escapes my mind right now. But I was on that app and that was like my only lifeline. But aside from that, there was nothing and there was no one I could really turn to and I was just going through through the motions and stuff like that of going through time and everything and it was hard it was hard it was hard I had housemates who they didn't want to really get involved in the thing they didn't want to show up they didn't want to sit down and ask how I'm doing or anything like that friends who I had really looked up to and friends who I'd really loved and who I felt had loved myself they didn't really reach out to me and be like, okay, what's going on and stay up to date with me or anything or keep me up to date or try and take my mind off of things. And I was just like, that just, that just made me feel even more hurt. It made me feel even more rejected. It was just kind of like, yo, everyone has left me over this situation. It's, it's crazy. And yo, I know what it is to feel alone. Ah, <laughs> I know what it is to feel alone. Now, looking back, looking back, I won't say for everyone, but there's a few of those where I realized actually that it was my perspective of hurt that made it look like that was happening, but it wasn't what was actually happening. And let me just real quickly be like, okay, there are some of you right now who's listening, who's going through a real time, a real season of like hurt and pain and, and stuff. And then you can be at any age, life comes at us at different times. And you want people to be around. You want people to be there for yourself. And they're not. And you're thinking, okay, where are you? How can you not be here for me in this particular moment? There's a degree of that which is, which, which is valid. However, oftentimes what I come to find was my perspective of hurt was making that situation bigger than what it was. There are certain things that you have to go through by yourself. Oof. It's not nice, but there are certain things that you have to go through by yourself. Because in going through it by yourself, there is a molding that's happening. There is a making that's happening. There is an unbecoming. So you're, you're losing some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There are some things that we just have to lose. But then you are gaining a whole lot more and everything. It feels like you're falling, 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 but... Eagles learn how to fly in the fall. Oh, 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 oh. Eagles learn how to fly in the fall, people. And you fall by yourself. You fall by yourself. So it's, I know it's hard, but the reason why I'm saying that is don't get bitter over it. Don't get bitter. And that's coming from someone who got bitter over it. I had lost someone, I lost a child. I was just like, yo, how can I go through all of this and you're not there? How can I go through this and you didn't show up for me? How could you reject me like everybody else rejected me after the love that we shared, the stories that we've shared, the, the times that we shared, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, it's got nothing to do with them. It's got nothing to do with them. It's got all to do with you becoming the eagle who flies higher, yeah? 
So go through, go through, forget focusing on other people and who's not there or who is there and stuff like that. You go through what you need to go through. They'll come back around. They'll come back around. Anyway, back to the little story that we're on. So I just had to share that just because, yo, I feel that one on a deeper level. I feel that on a deeper level. But back to the story, you know, so life got dark. Life got dark. Um, life got dark in, in lockdown. And there was all of this things of like, yo, lock it off, end it, lop off. <laughs> then there was all the masking and stuff like that. Um, and it was because it was just me in a room. No one to turn to, uh, except music, which is where I got this mic. And um, I got my laptop and I pulled out music. And for the first time, uh, I was able to express and pour out all of this pain and all of this darkness that was on the inside of me into this EP called We Were Forged in Pain, which you can go and find on, on SoundCloud, which personally I think is some of the best music I've ever made. It doesn't sound the best just because your boy had to mix it by himself. I mean, there's not a studio that I could have gone to and I didn't really know about, oh, you could just rip the stems, rip the audio and send it to someone anyway. So I did it all by myself. I did it all by myself, but I'm, I'm pleased with it. I'm proud of it and stuff like that. So you guys can go check it out. I'll put it in the, in the comments and stuff. But that's where I was. I was just like trapped in this room. And then lockdown ended. And you know what? Things, things didn't get better. Things didn't get better. In fact, I feel like things got worse after lockdown had ended. It's almost like I went into lockdown one way. I went, obviously, because I lost Ocean um, during lockdown. But it's like I went into lockdown one way and came out a completely different way. And that's the story of a lot of people. Some of you, it wasn't because you went through a massive situation. It's just your lockdown just changed you in a particular way. So I, I get that. But I came out of lockdown so differently and I just wasn't functioning on the same level that I had been functioning on before. I, I came into lockdown full of confidence and life and breath and hope and joy and came out of lockdown a complete opposite way, full of anxiety and lowness and brokenness and hurt. And I just was a shadow of the person I was before. I was a complete shadow of the person I was before. And life continued on like that. What do I mean? There was jobs which I had where I was just like, okay, I just, I came and went from jobs. In fact, yeah, I came and went from jobs. And <clears throat> there was one particular job which I loved, which I ended up losing, which was a bit of a, 75 25 and this is me being genuinely honest i can't wait to get into that story but 75 25 in the sense of 75 on them 25 on myself though could have done a few things differently but i lost that job which then meant i ended up working in the warehouse in yodel and for me that was my lowest point that's where i felt like is this just it for me in a sense of because i'd been like okay i don't know how i'm going to make anything of my life I, I I didn't go to university because I went to bible college and going to bible college my whole life was revolved around that my livelihood was revolved around around that and then the prospects that came from there which all died and dried up and everything so now I am here in this warehouse <laughs> shout out to almost warehouse mandem I know how hard that job is but I'm just here in this warehouse and I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know where I'm going. Oh my gosh. I was just, for me, that was mad. 
that was mad working in the warehouse and it was like in yodel and on top of it being yodel it was in lichfield which is like nowhere which is no like in the middle of nowhere it was it was just it was dark it was cold dead of winter and everything like that <laughs> and it was mad it was mad and i just remember feeling i genuinely remember feeling so hopeless you know when you know when like you're low already and you have to go somewhere that just makes you feel lower i was just hopeless i was just like you're i'm making i'm barely making ends meet i'm having to work all of these hours all throughout the night just to barely make and pay barely make enough money to pay the bills etc etc and it was it was crazy i'd lost people i'd lost just prospects just so many different things and so life was dark. Life was really, really dark. And, but the thing is, God is really, really good because even though I'd come away from him because I felt I had been rejected from the church, he didn't necessarily come away from me. What do I mean? Ooh, what do I mean? You know, there was people around me, the group of friends that I had and have, where at the time, you know, if I'm honest, they wasn't the best representation of God. You know, these people, we were doing all sorts, you know, going all sorts of places. It's just like, yo, what's the one on the weekend and stuff like that? Yo, uh, let's let's go club. Let's let's link up. Let's do this and drink, 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 drink. Yo, puff, 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 do all the things and stuff. But these people, they did love God. And they had an affinity for him. They had a knowledge for him. And though I was away from God, they wasn't. These people were still going to church. These people were still showing up and doing all their things, even though they're doing all the other things and stuff. Don't worry, a lot of us are grown now. <laughs> but um, that's what was going on. And looking back, I see how that that was a real, um, that was God really just being God. I think that was God really being strategic in keeping people, even though I had left the light, he kept the light around me. Even though it wasn't as bright as it as as it was now, there was still light, little flickers in the darkness and stuff. And I guarantee you now, you people, yeah, you people who have left God and been like, I don't want nothing to do with that. Yo, you had a Christian upbringing, you had a Christian upbringing and stuff like that. Even though if it wasn't like grand or major even if it wasn't that your mom got you up at every every single day at a crack of dawn to come and pray in her room but maybe it was you know go and pray or maybe in school it was you know you used to go and do prayers in school and stuff like that you have a knowledge of God and now you've left God I guarantee you though that strategically there are a few people in your life maybe even one person in your life maybe it's just this podcast that you've come across and it's God knocking on your door and God being like I still see you God being like, yo, you may have gone away from me, but you're not too far. You're not too far. I still got my eye on you. I still got a little cord that I'm tugging on and everything like that. Yo, don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. And yo, if that is you, I'd, I'd say just go and have a little conversation with those people. Go have a little talk with those people. Yo, reach out to myself and stuff. But anyway, back to the script. That's, that's what was going on. And I forgot to tell you this little part as well. Back in lockdown, back in lockdown, though everyone had left and though I didn't have people around me, there was this one particular guy, one particular man called Raha, Tanzanian guy, amazing. He, he really showed up in a way that if he had not done what he had done, I don't think I would be here. 
in the sense of I don't think I would be doing this podcast. I don't think I would be walking with God again. I don't think I would. I don't think I would be. I don't think I would have returned to the faith. What do I mean? There was one particular day where I heard this knock on the door. Got this knock, and it's Raha. Just showed up out of nowhere. It's locked, Daniel. Showed up out of nowhere. And he had in his hand this big bag, this big little bag. You know those big ones? I don't mean like the medium size. No, the big ones. And it was full of food, full of meat, full of fruit, full of peanuts. <laughs> it was, this guy loves peanuts. <laughs> and this sort of stuff. And he came and he brought that bag to me. And he just wanted to sit with me and just wanted to let me know that he saw me. That he loved me, that he wanted to rub shoulders with me and that I had someone that was praying for me and that someone who was there. And honestly, in a time where even my housemates wouldn't sit down with me in order to stay in cahoots with whoever, um, where the church had rejected me, where the ministry said I said they didn't want nothing to do with me or anything like that, to have this this guy show up like that so strongly was at that time cool, but now looking back was monumental was monumental and he really just showed up in the dark moments and you're all I can say from that is love your neighbor honestly love your neighbor you don't know how far how deep one action can go in really really impacting changing and helping someone at that time it was it was cool at that time I appreciated it don't get me wrong and it, it definitely moves my heart but then a lot of dark things came after that and everything. But it was only in the darkest moment when I really thought and looked back and when I, which I'm going to come and tell you guys about, Raha came to mind. Every time I had the thought of, well, screw the church and everything because the church have rejected me entirely, Raha came to my heart. He came to my mind because I couldn't then fully say that sentence. Because someone from the church, overall church, showed up at my door. He didn't have to do that, but he did. He showed up at my door and he, he just loved on me. He didn't judge me. He didn't reject me. Rather, he accepted me and covered me and made sure I had food and made sure that I knew that I was cared for and thought about and everything. And y'all... That's a real impactful thing. So you'll just love your neighbor in a sense of, I don't know what's going on with Femi and Tim and Jim and, and stuff, but, and, and maybe neither do you, but you show up, show up, show up, show up. And you never know how that's going to impact them later on down the line. It may not be an immediate thing, but later on down the line, they come back and say, that really did a lot for me. And that's what it's about. That's all it's about. Anyway, back to the script, back to the script. You know, let me speed ahead a little bit. So, like I say, God had strategically placed the people around me and these people were telling me, even though I didn't want God, but they was there saying, look, we still see, even in you doing what you're doing, you know, all your drinking, all of your puff, 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 all of this and that, we still see there's something deep on the inside of you that can still be used there's still value to your life though you don't feel the value and see the value because of the shame and because of the rejection and because of the hurt that you feel you don't see that value you don't feel like you can do anything you feel like you've been counted out 
we still see it. And they just kept calling me to hire, kept calling me to more. Now, as time went on, things still didn't, around me didn't get better. You know, I'd even joined, done this whole Mambo thing and poured all my heart into that just to feel in a way, kind of like get pushed out and stuff. And I didn't work out either. But then a few months following that, or maybe even started before that though, I came to a point where I was just tired. I was just tired. I was just like, God, I've done all I can. I've worked the jobs and it's not moving and, and everything like that. I've, I've run away as far as I can run away, in a way. Let me say it like that. I've run away as far as I can run and life just isn't getting better for myself. Life away from you isn't, isn't what I thought it would be. It's not what I hoped. However, your people your church doesn't want me either they've rejected me too so what do I do where do I go and I remember being in my spot here and on one particular night after this tiredness and after me just kind of being done I I remember just calling out to God saying if you want me come and get me I didn't have the strength to do all of the praying and do all of the Bible reading and to even go to church. I didn't want to go to church. But I got to a point where I knew that I wanted God. I knew that with all of the drinking, with all of the smoking, with all of the different habits that I had picked up and um, running away from God, which was more so running away from this hurt and not trying, not, not understanding this hurt and this pain on the inside and why why this loss of my son had happened to myself and on top of that a complete casting out had happened as in that casting out from the community had happened I got tired and I was just like okay I want God I don't want all of the stuff I don't want all of the mess but I do want God but it was just like okay if you want me you need to come and get me because I don't have the strength to make it back to you. That's word for word what my prayer was. If you want me, you need to come and get me because I don't have the strength to make it back to you. And it didn't change all at once. But I, I remember feeling something on the inside where it was just like a, a little pop. I guess that's the way I can say it. It was just like a little pop. And I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was like hope going off, in, going off in my heart. I don't know if that was like a little light being set. I don't know if that was just an answer to the prayer. But slowly, slowly, things started lining up and I just started seeing little moments where it's just like, hmm, was that God? Was that you beginning to answer my prayer? And it looks like someone saying something. Um, it looked like, a little situation working out after so many situations not working out for me. <laughs> like, not working out at all. But it looked like situations like slowly working out for me and things going in my favour. It's a big thing. Things going in my favour and stuff like that. And when I say little things that people would say, like there was one particular friend I have and she was just like, oh, you're like a little Jonah and everything. And when I tell you when I heard that, and that's the story of Jonah, Jonah is a prophet in the Bible who 
ran away from God because he didn't want to see God be merciful to people that had hurt him and his people and everything. And she was just like, oh, you're like a little Jonah. You've run away from God and everything. And for me, what that meant was, yeah, I'd run away from God because I knew deep down in my heart, I knew that not being with God, I'd have to forgive, sorry, going back to being with God, I'd have to forgive a bunch of people who'd done me so much hurt, who'd done me so much aggro, who'd done me so much sorrow and stuff like that. Oh. And I knew that that's what it required. But once my friend had said that, I couldn't knock it, I couldn't shake it. And it's almost, to me, it was like, the way that that kept coming back to heart, kept coming back to mind, that had to be God. It was just like, okay, that's you knocking on my door and you're telling me to come back and be merciful and come back more so to his mercy. And in a way, it was just like, God wasn't angry with me. God wasn't ashamed of me or of my situation. God wanted to love me. He really, really wanted to love me. He really wanted to to pour his love upon me and on the inside of my heart, really, to heal me, to heal me. And that was crazy. Um, that was crazy. But I think one of the things, one of the, so so for some of you, be like, okay, well, you know, that could have been anything or how do you know that was God? Okay. Y'all know me and how I love music, yeah? <laughs> I'd been doing music and I've been pursuing music. Yo, your boy just came off of Starstruck TV on ITV and stuff. So you guys know me. You guys know me, right? This is one of the key things that, that told me God was knocking on my door. So I'd got to a point where, okay, I'd seen a few, a few inklings, like I say, a few little shadows of God and being like, okay, I don't know if this is you or not. I really need to know. So I said to him, yo, here's my music. Here's my music. And it's what I'm willing to do. That if you want me to come back, how do I say it? It's just like, okay, no, here's my music. And it's just like, okay, if you want me, if I can continue on in music, then let my desire for music increase and even go up. If not, and you want me to come back to you and do something totally different, and you have a different plan for me and a different way for me, a different way for me, then let that desire for music go down. Why is that significant? It's significant because in my hurt and in my pain, in a way, I'd made music my crutch. I'd made music the thing which I lent upon. My identity came around music. Like I say, like yeah, a lot of you guys know me, free music and for music and being a music artist. Um, I lent on music as an emotional expression. There wasn't a day, well, barely a day that went by where I didn't do music, where I didn't pull up a beat and throw myself onto a beat. Yo, guys, the amount of songs which you guys haven't heard, the amount of songs which you guys have not heard is mad. Um, that's where I got my validation. I, you guys seen I perform, 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 perform. Yo, with Mambo, performances came through myself. It was me doing the performances and just being like, okay, yo, we've got a performance here, we've got a performance here, we've got a performance here, radio show, radio this, um, music video here, music... That was that's that was my validation. It was like it was my identity and everything. So my I had gone from being my identity was in God and in the things of God to my identity is now outside of God and in music and not in music in a way that glorifies God. Music in a way that glorifies me and everything like that. Music in a way that satisfies me. It lives and it dies with me. So that's why I was just like, okay, cool. If you really want me, if this is really you, then you're gonna do a little something here and everything 
Yeah, I'm telling you, over the next few months, all of a sudden, just me and music. It's not that I hated music, but it's just like, I was just like, mm, I wouldn't really have got nothing to do with that. I don't really, I don't really want to do music anymore. I feel like there's something more for me. I feel like there's something deeper for me. I feel like, yeah, there's something else that I could go ahead and do. Anyway, I then had to respond to that. I had to respond to it. I had to respond to it because it felt like in the midst of all of the, of all of the mess, in the midst of all of the darkness, not everything has worked out for me still. Not, it's not like everything has just turned around and flipped around. But in the midst of all of it, it was just like, God wants me. God wants me. And it got to a point where I was just like, I knew that God wants me. And it all came out of that prayer of, if you want me, you're going to be the one who needs to come and get me. And I just felt like there was this pursuit God was just pursuing me. God was chasing me down, chasing me down in a very, very personal, very, very personal way, in a way which I could say, this has to be God. This has to be him. There's no other explanation for it. And that was a beautiful thing. And it's been, in a, beautiful, it's been a beautiful experience. So then my girlfriend currently, my current girlfriend, um, and she will be my only girlfriend, <laughs> my current and only girlfriend going forward. Um, she as well was having her own experience with God and drawing and being poor to God and stuff like that. And and that was amazing. And it ended up us being like, okay, do you know what? Maybe we should start looking for church. Now, that was a big thing for me. That was a big thing for me because it was like, obviously, you know, I've been rejected by the church. So for me to turn around and be like, okay, do you know what? Yeah, maybe we should start looking for church. Um, was another thing that told me, okay, there is a moving on the inside of my heart that has happened. There is a shifting forward. There is that God has touched me in particular ways and, and spoke to me in particular ways. And again, it was that Jonah word, that word of your little Jonah that kept pulling and tugging at my heart and everything now a few things have happened here but I'm just looking at the time I'm just like okay I'll do that and I'll do that in the next part but there was a few little little pullings a little tuggings and stuff where I was just like okay you have to forgive this person and forgive that person one 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 story that happened before I went back to the church or not the church that had rejected me won't be going back there but um, before I went back to um, the church as a whole and the church I'm a part of now I remember there was, so, you know, I just had this thing on the inside of my heart where it's just like, okay, go and forgive the people that hurt you most. Jonah, go and forgive the people that hurt you most. And so it looks like me going to this other, this ex-pastor's house, my ex-pastor's house, and sitting down with him and his wife and saying, this is how you hurt me. I'm also sorry for how my actions may have hurt you and upset you and let you down. But I forgive you and I ask that you forgive me. Yo, that was a moment. Yo, that was a moment. And I feel like that moment was a defining moment for myself. I feel like that moment was a moment where it's just like, okay, you're no longer going to have power over me. This, this situation is not going to have power over me. Your sense of shame that you put me under ooh, is not going to have power over me. And I took myself back in a way. It's like I took myself back. And that happened with one or two other people as well. But it was literally like, okay, God was calling me back. It was just like, okay, if you want me, then we're going down the route. This is the route that we're going down. And it felt like a route of matur maturation. 
maturation and everything like that. Anyway, skipping forward, I go to this church, this new church, and it felt like home. It felt like home. And one of the crazy things was coming out of such a dark time in my life of loneliness, of depression, of suicidal thoughts, of of rejection and shame and all these sorts of things. The first person I meet is called Dawn. I'm just like, you can't write it. Like, you, you can't write it. Like, that's, that's God. Like, I was just like, you cannot write that. The first person I met who sat and spoke with us and really talked with us and was just like, welcome, was a woman called Dawn. And it's literally, that's what it was. It was, it was a dawn of a new day. It was a dawn of a new story, dawn of a new season and everything like that. And oh, I love Dawn. Love Dawn. Shout out to you, Dawn. Um, and everything. But that really, really spoke to me. It was just like, I literally turned to my girlfriend. I, to my girlfriend, I was just like, yo, you can't write it. And even now we still talk about it. It's just like, yo, Dawn, really? That's a joke from God. That's a joke from God. People say God isn't funny. God funny. God funny. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, so yeah, so that's, that's, and then, and then from there, um, been, you know, I got baptized. I got baptized and, that, and, and, and everything like that. And you guys, I'm sure you guys on Instagram would have seen that, but these are all the things that happened to get me to that point. I, I, so I got baptized and everything. And that was amazing. That was incredible. Um, but that came off, off of the back of me having spent months in Bible study, spent months strengthening myself with the people of God again, which was, which was cool because I guess in January, the top of this year, I have been like, okay, um, God, like, I feel like you're coming after me. I feel like you're coming to get me and stuff like that. I can't do it by myself. So myself and a few friends, uh, Paddy and Manu, we started a Bible study together. And that's grown now. But the purpose of that was so that we could get to know God again. And that I could, um, for me personally, so that I could get to know God again and come back into this faith. And that's been going now strong for like a year. But that was the beginning of my strengthening. Then I got baptised in the April of this year as well. So it's all been happening behind the scenes and stuff. And God is amazing. God is amazing. And I guess at the end of this, what I want to say is that for those of you who have known God and come away from God, or and that can look like, like anything, for those of you who have felt like you've counted yourself out or been counted out, the bell is still ringing. Like the timer is still there. There's still, there's still time on the clock. God hasn't counted us out. He doesn't. In fact, I'm a prodigal son. If ever, if there's, if ever there's a prodigal son, I'm a prodigal son. I'm a prodigal son. And that just basically means someone who has known God and who had left God and is now back with God. Yo, he came and got me for, and he was full of love, full of mercy, full of grace. There are things which we do and things which we've done where it's like, okay, I can't come back to God, even if I wanted to, or I'll be rejected or this or that. It's a lie. It's all a lie to try and keep us away from him. My biggest encouragement right now is to come back to God, to come back to God. And just when I say you come back to God, I mean that. I don't mean come back to church. I didn't say that. I said come back to God. And it can literally sound like, God, I want you. If you want me, come get me. Test him. Test him. Because for some of you as well, you're listening to this and be like, ah, 
Ah, you're talking all this God stuff. Ah, how, how, how? It's a spirit. We can't see him. We can't this, we can't that. Cool. Test him. Test him. I am not God's defense. I'm not his fighter. He's my defense. I'm not his fighter. He will fight for himself. You test him, he'll meet the test. He'll pass the test. He'll pass the test and stuff. So that's my biggest encouragement. Yo, I hope that in my testimony, you found life, you've seen life, you've seen light and everything like that. But that is who you're rocking with. That is who you're rocking with. That is Nolamu. This is the reintroduction. And yo, it's, it's a born again new. It's a born again new. And I'm, uh, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about sharing these stories and sharing these testimonies. And hopefully you guys can rock with that. I pray, yo. I pray that this touches you where it needs to touch you and that these words land where they need to land. I'm not the best, I'm not the best preacher. I'm not the best person. I'm not the best talker and stuff like that. But what I can do is talk about what God has done for me and what I've seen God do, not just in my life, but in the lives of other people as well, but especially in my life. I know what he's brought me through. I know that hurt, I know that pain. And I know that God is not the author of that hurt and author of that pain. He is the one who wants to heal that. He's the one who wants to touch that and be like, yo, I can piece you back together and make you better than what you were before. I can make you stronger than what you were before because it's like one of the things, one of the things, do you know what this podcast was almost called? It was almost called Consigi Hearts. It was almost called Consigi Hearts because it's the whole thing of like, being broken but then when you come into the hands of a master he's able to re-piece all of that brokenness together dipped in gold and it's even more beautiful than it was when it was whole before oh 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 and that's me that's me yo guys thank you so much for working with me for this episode thank you for checking it out guys i've got guests coming up onto the podcast real soon episodes are being recorded and then you're going to really see what this is but it's important for you to have gone through this part the reintroduction to Nola Mew so that when we come and sit down with other guests you know who it is that's interviewing you know who it is that's sitting down going back and forth with these people do you understand I need you guys to understand my heart so you get the heart of the podcast that's what all of this is about thank you guys for rocking with me yo did you like comment subscribe did you did you did you even if you did that did you hit the rick did you hit the bell did you hit the bell? Mm. Guys, you can come and also get me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, the Beat Fires podcast, going at that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Follow up. Like I say, the Patreon's coming real soon and it's going to be real fun there. We're going to expand. I've got a new series that I'm actually working on as well. Guys, this whole thing is going to be big. This whole thing is going to be big. Don't wait for the blow up. Don't wait for the blow up. You guys need to be here when the blow up happens. Don't, don't, don't find this podcast, go away and then come back when the blow up happens. I'm going to be like, yo, I never knew you. I never knew you. No, I need you guys to rock with me, be with me now. Uh, share this with somebody. Share this with someone who's going through a hard time. Share this with someone who just needs to be encouraged. Share this with someone who thought they knew Nola and be like, you don't know Nola. You don't know Nola. This is Nola. Yo guys, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to see you episode four. Cool.